Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, we have a bit of a hot topic that we're going to tackle today. We're going to dive right in and we are going to talk about prophetic potholes and protocols and challenges. And and so um, I just, as I've looked at this and I've been listening to what's going on, I, I just, I see a lot of rattling, a lot of shaking. And so I want to wrestle through some scriptures, some concepts, give us all some things to think about. And so um, again, there's been a lot out there on the prophetic right now. And much of it, at least here in the United States, is very, very negative. I've taught on the prophetic for years, and even with that, as I was looking at all this and listening to everything that was going on, I realized there was one area that I had not really addressed. And so I want to give a short overview of some of the basics, and then we'll talk about the area that I hadn't really addressed. And like I said, I hope it gives us a lot of food, a a lot of things to think about, especially in this very, very challenging season. So the prophetic, of course, is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so that is mentioned at one of the places it's mentioned. Mentioned it's it's in a number of places, but one is 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. So it's one of the gifts of the spirit. Of course, it's also an office. There's an office of the prophet. You know, there's apostles, teachers, evangelists, pastors, and prophets. And one of the places that's found is Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. So we know that the emphasis that was put on the exact wording of the prophet in the Old Testament, in other words, in the Old Testament, if the prophet got it wrong then they could be stoned. Just keep that in mind, okay? Just keep that in mind. When we talk about wanting grace for ourselves, our prophetic voices also need grace, okay? We're we're this side of the cross, okay? We're the other side of the cross. So, which takes us to in the New Testament, in the New Testament, because every believer has the Holy Spirit, we're told to test and just say test. We're told to test, which tells us that each one of us has a responsibility to test, to weigh out, to, to take back to our plumb line, which is always scripture, the word that's released by the prophetic voice. Okay, it's very, very important. So with all of that, um, I just want to say that prophetic words can be out and out wrong. And actually, when they're out and out wrong like that, they're not prophetic. They're actually not prophetic words. And that's really important to understand. You see, um, as we learn, as we grow in our own um, haste, in our, you know, in our ambition, personal attitudes and opinions and wishes can come into play. Okay, that's just being honest. We're human. We mess up. Um, some people um we'll take something that they know in the natural and try to twist it and manipulate it into a prophetic word it's not a prophetic word okay so so yeah absolutely prophetic words can be out and out wrong yes 100% absolutely true um but honestly prophetic words can also be 100% accurate and so because they're wrong periodically or because we may not like them or we may not understand that doesn't mean that we throw out all of the prophetic because we're not actually allowed to pick and choose out of scripture what we agree with and what we don't. Okay, the prophetic words, it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So if we're going to accept the others, we can't just say, well, I'm going to cross out this one. I'm going to cross out that one. We actually say, okay, prophetic, it can be tough, but we're going to we're going to keep going for it and we're going to keep learning So anyways, prophetic words, yes, they can be 100% accurate, but let me remind you of a few things. Number one is we have to understand that there's also a timing component. 
Um, let me give you an example of that because many people have said, well, that can't be a prophetic word because I didn't see it come to pass in the last five minutes. Well, think about Samuel anointing David as king. That was in 1 Samuel 16. It actually took about 15 years from the time when the prophet came and spoke the word over, over David until David actually stepped in to what that prophetic word was about. So if we were to look at Samuel's word in the moment, it would have appeared wrong because it was not time for the fulfillment of the word. It is not uncommon with a prophetic word for there to also be a process. Okay, and, and in that process, we can also get ourselves into trouble. You see, David had to learn, he had to understand the greatness of God. God was growing him into a leader, and he had to he had to really begin to learn the heart of God. I mean, he had to, his identity had to change from a shepherd, from everything from his youth into what he needed for a king, and all this was going on. But, you know, just a quick, a quick reminder, there was at one point where David and his men were hiding in a cave and Saul, who was looking to kill David, remember that he was looking to kill David, came into the cave to go to the bathroom. And David's men are like, hey, David, here we go. This is this is the Lord. He's delivered your enemy into your hands. You know, go and go and kill him. You know, this is your chance. It aligns with the prophetic word. It's perfect. But you see, David also understood the heartbeat of God. And David actually refused. He said, I, I, I can't hurt the king, the, the Lord's anointed. I mean, he refused to kill his enemy in that moment. And even that he cut off a little corner of his robe. And even with that, his conscience was so stricken. I mean, he was that sensitive to the heartbeat of God. You see, David was continually moving forward to the fulfillment of the prophetic word, yet he knew not to try to push past the timing or his ability to understand. So, so that was a little more the easy part, but now I want to meddle a little bit. And this is really where I've been sitting and taking a look at this and, and realizing that, you know, that God has so much to teach us. You know, as we dive into the word of God, we can read a story a hundred times and time 101, he's going to take us deeper and show us something else. And that's something I just want to share because I think to bring balance to the other things that I've been teaching, I also think this is an important component. So the book of Jonah is where I want to go and it kicks right off with the Lord gave a message to Jonah. And that message was to get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and announce the Lord's judgment against it because the Lord had seen how wicked its people were. Now, the Lord gave Jonah a prophetic message that he was delivered to deliver to Nineveh, period. Okay, that's it. That's what we're looking at right now. The Lord gave Jonah a prophetic message that he was actually go to deliver to a people. And that's basically that God's judgment was coming against the people of Nineveh. Okay, so fast forward to Jonah 3. Jonah gets over his temper tantrum and he finally goes to Nineveh as he was supposed to do in the first place. And it actually took him three days to deliver that message. The, uh, you know, the city was so large. So apparently their internet wasn't working. Just saying, okay, he had to roam through that city for three days, delivering the message, giving the cry, giving this message of judgment. And in verse six, it says, when, just say when, when the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he heard, just say he heard. When he heard what the prophet was saying, he stepped down from his throne. He took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap. He sat on a heap of ashes 
And then the king and his nobles sent the decree throughout the city. And this was the decree that he sent, that not even the animals from your herds and flocks may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Just say, who can tell? Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. Verse 10, and this is key. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Okay, here's my question. Did Jonah give a false prophetic word? Did he? Did Jonah give a false prophetic word? It didn't come to pass. Why didn't it come to pass? Because the king and the people humbled themselves before God in hopes they had no guarantee, in hopes that the Lord would change his mind. And the Lord did go and change his mind when he saw the response of the people. And because he changed his mind, it could appear on the surface like that prophetic word was wrong but it wasn't. It wasn't. Scripture is very clear that it wasn't. God given Jonah the prophetic word. Jonah delivered the word. The people responded and the Lord changed his mind. So let me flip this just a little bit because I just want to mess with everyone and give us some food for thought. That's all I want to do is give us some food for thought because we need to have we need to have balance here and space for the prophetic to continue to grow. So many people are just um, they're condemning, they're casting judgment, they're throwing stones. They're you know they're they're trying to stone the prophets, and I just want to throw this out there. This is just an idea, something I've been I've been you know kind of um, taking a look at. Um, If God relented and saved Nineveh and also gave the prophet a correct word, um, could, let me back up. Let me try that again. Okay. Um, if God relented and saved Nineveh, which made Jonah's word look like it was false because of the response of the people. Is it possible that a perfect, a correct, 100% correct prophetic word could be given and God sees the response of the people and says, you know, I had this plan in mind, but because of the response of the people, I'm going to allow them to have chaos rather than my perfect plan. I think it's worth some consideration. Okay, I really think it's worth some consideration. Now, if you're struggling with that, um, take one look at the people of Israel crying out for a king when God had made it very clear that he would be their king. What did he do? He gave them Saul. An earthly king was not God's first, first choice, but he allowed the people to have their say. He heard the cry of the people. He listened to the people. And with that, they experience God's second best rather than his best. It's something that we need to look at if we look at the whole prophetic as we're stoning the prophets as we're, you know, and, and I'm not saying whether at this point, I, I don't want to get lost. I don't want to get in, into an argument as to were they correct prophetic words? Were they wrong prophetic words? What I don't hear is people saying, I, I hear a lot of they're 100% right. I hear a lot of they're 100% wrong and let's stone them. Okay. Um, but what I don't hear 
is, is this even a question as to, is it possible that God has been watching the way that the world has been responding, watching the division, watching the disunity, watching the, the, um, oh my gosh, all the, all the junk that's been going on. I think it's worth at least looking at and weighing out, or at least being aware of as we process and as we walk through whatever the future holds, however that looks. Um, you know, Romans 11.34 says, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? First Corinthians 2.11 says, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So I just want to warn all of us. I, I just want to say, be very, very careful in this season. Um, you know, we, we each represent the body of Christ. And so be really careful what you're spewing out there because the world is watching. Um, there are people who are leaving the faith. There are people walking away from the gifts of the spirit as, um, as the church has become increasingly divided rather than united. So as we go back to the whole topic of the prophetic, this is what I want you to hear. Yes. There are words that are off track. Absolutely, it happens, okay? Yes, there are absolutely good, solid words out there. There are words that are very, very, very accurate. All prophetic words are to be tested. That's a New Testament concept. And when the prophet gets them wrong, they're not to be stoned. They are to be forgiven. The prophetic is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it's still in operation today. Yes, there is an office of prophet, but it's different than the gift of prophecy. And yes, somebody actually can receive an accurate prophetic word, remember Jonah, and God does a direction change based on the people's response. Okay, that's also a possibility. And finally, there is a timing component with the prophetic words. Never, ever, ever give up on a solid prophetic word because it does not make sense in the moment or doesn't look realistic in the moment. Remember when Samuel anointed David, it certainly didn't look realistic in the moment. And yet when we look back, we see that God knew exactly what he was doing. So like I said, I just, with, with the way things are shaking, I just wanted to step back and hopefully give us a few more things to think about and to ponder through, really sit with the Holy Spirit, um, listen to him, um, be careful not to be going on emotions. We want to stay firmly rooted and grounded on who our God is. And we want to continue to align with his will and his way. And I understand there could be some differences on that and that's fine. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, have the love of the Lord, don't give up on his plans and his purposes. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. But in all, and just say all, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That is a promise from the very throne room of heaven. We can, we can go to the bank with that. We can trust him. He will direct our steps and we can trust him no matter what the future looks like. Okay. No matter what happens with the prophetic words, we can trust him, but don't throw away part of the gifts of the spirit because we're uncomfortable with it. Don't stone the prophets. We offer forgiveness. Don't give up 
until the Lord tells you to change direction. Okay. All these come into play. And so I just really, really want to encourage across the board that there's so much more going on than what we understand. And also remember our battle is not against flesh and blood. Very important. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Okay, so make sure also as you're looking out, even as you look at the prophetic, wherever you stand on it, wherever you're at with whether these words are accurate or not accurate, um, as you look out and about, you'll make sure that you're aligning with scripture and make sure that you're you're not you're not trying to stone. Okay. Just we we want to be radical lovers full of the power of God and the fullness of God. And remember, our job is not to bring division to earth, but to bring heaven to earth. We have to find a way to bring heaven to earth. It is absolutely essential. So be so blessed today. Um, I just I just really want to encourage you wherever you're at, whatever you're thinking, know again that God, he's good. Keep looking to him. He is so, so good. And we can trust him no matter what we can trust him, but don't go eliminating portions of scripture um, based on emotions of the moment or, or based on a partial understanding. We are all, including me, I have so much growing to do. And so I just want to invite you to keep growing with me. Let's keep growing together, understanding the Lord wrestling through things together, all with the intention of bringing heaven to earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.